Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duke's Rosslyn podcast, I do want to let you know, Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are, without a doubt, my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Superior quality in sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster. Zencaster.com. That's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R for all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones. All your needs there online for communication. Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Duke, this is your favorite listener, Just Larry. Just Larry knows you're celebrating your birthday, so Just Larry's going to sing you a special rendition of a song written, produced, and performed by, you guessed it, Just Larry. And it goes a little something like this. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns. Duke, remind, remind me to send you a special copy of that one just because Just Larry knows it's going to be a smash hit. No need to say thanks. Just Larry knows you like it. <laughs> Would it be International Duke Day without Just Larry serenading us with that uh, wonderful rendition of the Roman Reigns song? You know, a song that he made up himself. My goodness. Shout out to Just Larry. Appreciate that, man. It's something that every single year people want to hear. You know, and, and, and listen, this is the background behind that. Roman Reigns had been my arch nemesis for many years because he wasn't being his true self. And as soon as he started acting like the man that he is, being the man that he was always destined to be, the tribal chief, the head of the table, that's when Roman Reigns and I buried the hatchet. We no longer have our rivalry he is no longer my arch nemesis and the irony of that is i don't mind that song now that song actually has a nice ring to it now so again shout out just larry shout out roman reigns the joke is on anyone who wanted the duke to be uncomfortable with such a wonderful hit song there that's right This is ridiculous. And and listen, everybody knows that this is just going to be a ridiculous episode. Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. It is International Duke Day, a.k.a. my birthday, technically 
December 12th, so 12-12, which is um, Sunday this year in 2021. But this is the International Duke Day episode, without a doubt, the highest rated episode of the year every single year. Why? Because you never know what you're going to get. I mean, literally, I don't know what I'm going to get. The voice message box is full. I don't know who sent what, but what I do know is you're going to hear it unedited. Okay, I'm just putting it out there and I'm going to give a disclaimer for anyone who may be uncomfortable with people talking trash to the Duke. You know, some of you out there like my mom, you know, she doesn't like it. She doesn't like it when some of you uh, try to threaten to beat me up and things like that. Uh, But hey, listen, this is the one day a year where you can get away with that. I will not threaten to sue you. I may just do it anyway without threatening. But this is the one day a year where you can get away with that. Anyway, if you're someone who doesn't like to hear the Duke get uh, pushed around, people talk trash to me, this ain't the episode for you. If you're someone who doesn't mind a good roast, who wants to have a great laugh, then listen, this is it, okay? This is the episode for you. And also, you know, I have the line open, so you never know who is going to call. In fact, it's ringing right now. Let me pick up. Hold on. Hello? Hey, 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 what's up, Duke? Happy birthday! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Who's this? (laughs) This is the one, the only, Tiffany Nieves. Oh, Tiffany, thank you for for the birthday greeting there. Oh, man, how you doing? I'm doing great. You know, I know we've been playing a little bit of back and forth on the messages, but I thought what better than to sneak attack, surprise you on your birthday and wish you a happy birthday. But I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your schedule to give me a call and, and, and wish me a happy birthday. That's that's really cool. Since I have you on the line here, can I can I keep you for a few moments? You know what? You're smart. It is your birthday and I can't tell you no. No one is allowed to tell you no today. So let's go. You can definitely ask me a couple of questions, Duke. All right. I'm here. All right. I, I Again, it's my birthday. It's International Duke Day. So Absolutely. This let's is- hear it. This is fun. This is funny here. So first and foremost, Tiffany Nieves, you, you're somebody who you're on the independent wrestling scene. You're, you're pretty new to the business, which is interesting. Yet you've been everywhere, including on uh, AEW, right? Yeah, that's true. That is true. I made I actually had my fifth match ever um, at the James L. Knight Center Arena in Miami for AEW Dark. Yep. Now, you got to tell me, what what was that like? I mean, again, you're somebody who's just breaking in. This literally never happens for somebody who who is so fresh in the industry to already be put in a major spot for a major company. I mean, that's that's huge. So so what does that feel like? I'm going to tell you, as you say it out loud, I'm blushing cheek to cheek. It feels amazing because a year from now, if you were to tell me that opportunity was going to happen a month or two months after debuting, I would tell you bullshit. Like I would tell you, no way, you're lying. And it wasn't even something on my horizon yet because I had just debuted and I feel humbled. I feel honored. Um, I had no idea that that was in the cards for me. And I remember I actually was doing a show for Coastal Championship Wrestling. It's one of our house shows. And we do it every first Saturday of the month. And I remember it was my third match ever, triple threat match against two great contenders. And I, I get out of the match and, you know, you feel that roller coaster high when you get out of a match. 
And the first thing I go to do is to talk over my Mac with the girls. And I go to grab my phone to look at the notes. And the first thing I see in my DMs is Sean Dean's name from AEW asking for my information because he wants to book me um, via QT Marshall. So I I was shocked. I was overtaken with joy for the opportunity that I was going to take. Um, of course, I was like, what the heck? Am I ready? How do I know? How do you know when you're ready? You know, you're over thrilled with excitement but luckily you know I have a really good friend in the the scene who really coached me along the way to how to be prepared for the opportunity so it felt very it felt very um surreal it felt surreal it felt amazing and and what a time to debut when such great talent is recently being signed to AEW so it was an honor I'm going to ask you a question that that is probably going to take you off guard a little bit, but All right. you know, that's that's what I do here. I like to mix it up okay. a little bit here. You're allowed, okay? <laughs> why, why you, Tiffany? I mean, uh, seriously, there are so many wrestlers out there on the planet. There are so many folks who were who were challenging for an opportunity who have never and possibly may never wrestle in an AEW ring. Why do you think you, fresh out of the pot, literally fresh out of, out, of, out of training, it's only a couple of matches in, why did they offer you an opportunity to wrestle in AEW? Charisma, baby. <laughs> I was debating whether um, I tell you it's charisma or the fact that I, um, God, I'm God's favorite, just like everyone is. Um, I'm a, this may be controversial, but I'm, big on following God's plan and I really think it was God's plan and I stuck to it you know there's so many times where things got hard I wanted to quit and like you said there are hundreds of people who want this opportunity so why me and I think getting stuck on that thought why me in your process prevents you from getting there so I never once questioned my my journey even every bump on the way I never said why me why is this happening to me whether it was bad or good I said let's go Let's do this. What else? Let's go. And I think during the whole journey, I kept a smile on my face and I worked very hard. And I think it's you got to be the package. I mean, we could say luck played into it. I could say God, I could say charisma, but it's really the package of everything together. And since day one, I treated myself as if I was already assigned talent. You don't wait for someone to tell you you're a superstar. You are a superstar the day you claim it. And I really claim that day one from practice. And I mean, that in the most humbling way, I was eager to learn, but I carried myself in such a professional way constantly. And, 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 you know, you go check my Instagram page out, my Twitter page. It is strictly professional wrestling from my headshots. I get since day one. I started off as a ring announcer, Duke, and I was paying money that I didn't have to have a makeup artist and my budget to constantly do my makeup professional for every event because I was a superstar and I had to show up looking the part. And if that meant I had to go borrow a suit for my girlfriend next door or go rent a suit or buy a new outfit every week, but not have, the, I was a superstar. I had to make it happen. So um, I always carried myself that way. And, you know, I try to, to go to as many seminars as I can and introduce myself. And I've actually had an opportunity to meet QT Marshall at a seminar and I have yet to even debut yet. And that seminar was strictly for people who are already had experience and who already wrestled. And you were supposed to go there and just have a match and you're supposed to review it. And I was very hesitant. I was like, no way am I ready for this. I have yet 
to debut, his seminar actually happened to be the same day that I was debuting. So I'm like, you want me to meet QT Marshall, have a match in front of him right before I, I go and debut? And I said, you know, that's what superstars do, though. That's what are you a, are you a professional? Then you're gonna you're gonna show up. So, and I was a little nervous. And the president of Coastal Championship Wrestling pushed me. He saw the star that I was and said, you need to go. Doesn't matter if you have a match or not. You need to meet this guy. And I said, you know, you're right. And I, I met QT Marshall. I worked with him a little bit in the ring. And that night, he stuck around to see me debut against the one, the only Vixen Layla Gray. And we put on one hell of a show. The crowd was behind me the entire time. And and from there, it's history. He didn't forget about me. And two months later, um, he was reaching out, asking around for my email address and got Sean Dean to connect with me. And it just history happened from there. Shout out to uh, Layla Gray. You know, she's one of the top 150 women wrestlers in the world, according to Yes, she is. So yes, that's, she is. That's pretty cool. And she's another one who is still, you know, fairly new in the industry. So for, for Layla to accomplish what she has is major, just like yourself. And, and shout out to QT Marshall. I don't, I don't think a lot of people realize. Um, well, hold on. Let me say this right. QT Marshall. Okay. He there likes you it go. when you say it right. Um, a lot of folk don't realize that he's a guy who should have never even been where he's at today. I mean, there's uh -huh. the, the odds were stacked against him throughout his life. And there's a great documentary where he goes into detail about some of the challenges that he's faced and yet he's overcome them. And he, and he's here today, um, literally in a, in a, in a major position to help others and to also continue to grow his own brand. So, you know, that's, that's inspirational. I, I, I want to go back to something that you said though, because I'm a child of God, just like you. Mm -hmm. and, and I love my God. And, and you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm constantly following God and, and, and paying attention to what the plan is that's laid out for me. One of the things that I, I have come to understand is it doesn't matter how much of the path is cleared by God for you. If you don't show up ready to to walk the path, ready to do what it mm. takes in order to to actually step into what is for you, then Woo. guess what? You're not going to receive what is for you. So Woo. it that legitimately Yes, right. Mm -hmm. It's it's a partnership. You gotta, you know, God's gonna do God's part for you, but you gotta do your part for yourself. And when you do your part for yourself, you are showing God how much you you honor and love God. So there's a there's a there's an interesting give and take within the relationship. At least that's what what God has made clear to me. So I want to ask Same you something. here. We can go back and forth with how he's shown up for me when I show up for him. Well, and, and <laughs> that's that's, yeah. that's we, we we're, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Tell yeah. me about a time because, you know, it happens to a lot of people where things in life knock you down and you know, a lot of people find themselves questioning if God truly does love them, if God truly is here for them, if God truly will continue to to be there for them, because they they face these, you know, seemingly insurmountable issues in life, these challenges. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about a time where it seemed as if the whole deck was stacked against you? And yet, because of your relationship with God, you were able to get over it, get mm. right through it, and find yourself in a better place afterwards. Oh, my gosh. 
you know, I feel like I, I'm not doing him justice just sharing one story. I got to be honest. I, I really do. Um, you know, I want to answer that question because um, I but I really want to capitalize on how much I appreciate that you really did nail it. I think the recipe is also showing up for yourself. You know, it's obviously being at the right place at the right time, but you got to really show up. You got to show up. And that's exactly what I did for that seminar. Um, and when it goes to your question, a time where God really, um, I can say there's been many times in my life, especially getting into this wrestling world where I didn't know how I was maybe going to pay rent. I didn't know how I was going to eat my next meal. I didn't know how I was going to put gas in the car and a miracle will come out of nowhere. So I'll give you a couple stories. I'm going to give you one um, and it's going to be how I found wrestling. Um, so it was during the pandemic time and COVID just hit and I unfortunately lost my job. I used to be a nighttime server on um, bottle service in Orlando and COVID hit. So I was out of work and my grandmother, who is my number one fan and after my AEW experience, she would tell the whole world that I was a superstar because she knew I was. And I finally have made that moment. She passed from COVID and I was feeling distraught. I was feeling confused with the pandemic that was going on worldwide. And I'm miles away from my family. And because um, I I live in Florida, my family is based on New York and Connecticut. So I was alone. And um, I had just got diagnosed with COVID myself. And I was scared. I had no one there to take care of me. Um, and when that happened, my roommate was so scared because this was at the peak of when I think it was March. It was the peak of when it just outburst and no one really knew much about it. And I had two months left in my lease and I was living in Orlando and I had just lost my boyfriend as well at the time. You know, we split. So it seemed like the odds were against me mentally and the devil was creeping in my head telling me, what do you got? You lost your grandma. You lost your job. There's no food in your fridge. Your roommate just bailed on you, moved out you have to pay the next two months by yourself you don't know what you're doing where you're going or how um and on top of it i totaled my car so it was just like like you said the keyword things stacked up against you i felt like i wanted to really die and i hate to say that to you but um it's the truth i felt alone i felt depressed miserable and i needed a place to to move to working in the nightclub i had no pay stubs and i remember crying to god on um, that night on my knees and just crying, begging him, please, I just need to find a place to live. You know, I just need a place to live. Please help me. Please help me. Next thing you knew, um, three hours went by and I wake up and I and I have a DM on Instagram from someone I've never met saying, hey, my name is so-and-so. My best friend works with you. She told me you're looking to move. Um, I would love to move to Hollywood, Florida. And um, I need a roommate. I'm just getting out of divorce. I just need to reboot myself. And the crazy thing about that was Hollywood, Florida is part of South Florida. And I remember a month ago, my happy place, I had visit a friend in Pompano Beach and they brought me to Hollywood Boardwalk. And I remember seeing people rollerblade on the boardwalk and it felt, it was just a fresh breath air. And I said, this is where I need to move. I would love to move to Hollywood, Florida. And Duke, it freaked me out when not only did I get a message I can cry now feeling it because, oh my gosh, ah, because I'm telling you that moment, Duke, I was at my lowest. I mean, I was at my lowest because I felt like I should have outgrown this part of my life where I didn't know what the next step was. I'm in my mid-20s. I should have a savings account. I should be prepared for this type of stuff. I should know what makes me happy. I don't know what makes me happy. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. And I get online and long story short, 
it works itself out. I don't know how. I never planned to meet this girl. I won't say her name. But um, I never knew how I was going to meet my roommate. It wasn't in the cards. I didn't work for it. But God made it work. You want to know what she said? I remember being so embarrassed as I'm reading this email. I'm like, man, if I move in with her, I can't even afford to get furniture or anything. I'm embarrassed. I don't know what to do. In this email, it said, I want to move to Hollywood, Florida. You don't have to worry about furniture. I'm going to bring all mine from my house. I hope that I hope that doesn't bother you. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, everything I was insecure about. She goes, I make this amount, so I have good pay stubs. I know you work the nightlife, so I'm not sure. I just need a roommate, an, a reliable one. So remember, I told you I had no pay stubs. I also had no car, so I didn't have the opportunity to drive around looking for an apartment. She was like, I'm going tomorrow. Um, I'm going to drive up there if you want to join. I then shared, I'm sorry, I'm suffering from COVID. I can't go with you. Long story short, I'm going to tell you something. Um, at that time, the first stimulus check, I know people are against that, whoever got the stimulus check, whatever, hit. And I, um, March, April, May, June. Two months later, I was moving in to my new place in Hollywood, Florida. So I went from living in poverty in Orlando, not knowing what I was going to do, to my check hitting just at the right time, to then moving at the nicest high rise downtown or um, Hollywood, Florida, where then when I moved there immediately, they had a spa attached to the building where I got a job as a massage therapist because I had my massage license right away as I moved in. And I've been okay ever since. So that's one example of like how Everything was stacked up against me, but I stood high in faith and I prayed and I prayed and I let myself be open to anything. And the universe gave me that opportunity. Now, there is one more time I will say, unless you want to get something into, please do this is your time because I'll keep going. <laughs> no, listen, I, I'm just over here, you know, grabbing a tissue and wiping my eyes here. You keep, keep going. Keep going. No, it was intense. And that was when I found um, strengthen the Lord. You know, my heart was breaking. I lost my grandma. My stomach was aching. I was freaking hungry, but I never said, why me, God? And I'm really big on that. Don't do why me. Even when something good happens to you, don't say why me, you know, embrace it, you know? So that taught me a lot. And um, everyone always says, Tiffany, you're so strong. You're so strong. And this is where I'm going to get to my second story. When I go through something, you're so strong, Tiffany, because you beat cancer. And people think, and I beat cancer. That's another thing I'll tell you about. At 19, 17 years old, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And sometimes, and, I, and I'll skip real quick and tell you, I'm in remission. I'm healthy. Um, we're going on nine years now, thank the Lord. Um, but people think because I went through that at such a young age, I'm this exterior tough mother effing wall. And I'm going to tell you something as simple as, you know, losing my grandma, not having food in my fridge not being able to pay my rent, knowing where I'm going next, getting dumped is enough to hurt me more than getting cancer. And I'll tell that story because when you get sick with something like cancer, you didn't do anything to deserve it. You didn't do anything wrong in your life. The environment, genetics, whatever, it, was, it happened. It happened to you. But when you don't make rent or a relationship fails or you lose a loved one, um, you feel like there's something you could have done differently. Maybe I should have called my grandma one more time. Maybe I shouldn't have worked the nightlife industry. You, you have regret. And I think dealing with regret is so much harder than dealing with something that you had no power over. When I was 17 years old, I, I had everything going for me. I, I was going to go to a Division II school to play volleyball. Um, I was already coaching all-girls private girls high school at the age of 17. I was a volleyball player. That was going to be my life. I was going to be a volleyball coach. I was going to live in Connecticut in the Valley. I was going to train girls. Because I love people and that, that was my life. And God said, no, it's not. 
Um, it was my second week of tryouts and I couldn't rotate my arm. And long story short, um, after eight months of processing what it possibly could be, they ruled out cancer four times. So they finally opened me up and I had a tumor inside me that was so aggressive, it was eating the tumor. So I had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. When I got diagnosed, I remember being in the doctor's office and the doctor comes in and he goes, good news, it's not breast cancer. And my mom was there, I was only 17. And he goes, but it is non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I look at my mom and I go, mom, it's not breast cancer. And she just had a tear going down her eye. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, mom, I'm not sick. Like, did you hear me? And the doctor's looking at her, looking at me. And I'm just freaking thrilled because I went through eight months of doctors telling me it wasn't cancer, it's not this and that. But I, I can't move my right side of my body. So what's going on? Why am I sick? Why am I sweating? Why do I feel ill? Why do I feel dizzy? Why, what is happening? You know, like whatever it is, I need, I need to find out because I need to get in the next season for volleyball. Like whatever it is, let's go. So when he came in the room and finally said it's not Hopkins lymphoma, I was freaking thrilled. I was like, this is the best day ever, mom. We finally have an answer. And the doctor looks at her. The doctor looks at my mom and goes, I'm going to give you guys a minute. And I'm like, my mom's crying. And I'm just like, why is she crying? And she goes, Tiffany, oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. I, I'm feeling it as I'm telling you the story. She looks at me and goes, Tiffany, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is cancer. And uh, I remember in that moment, and it happened in like three seconds. I had to show up for my mom. I That moment I sat in the seat and I was very quiet. And I said, okay, well, it was like, I never processed it. I said, okay, well, what do we have to do? Because whatever it is, we have to do it. That's it. Like, let's get it out of me. That's it, mom. It's not a big deal. Because I realized I had to protect my mom. I said, you know, fuck, I'm sick. And now my mom knows I'm sick. This is crazy. This is crazy. I can't, she can't know I'm sick. I have to be good for her. So um, I remember doing six. We immediately started with the surgery, we removed the tumor, it was so aggressive, they were worried it was going to come back, it was stage three, and um, this is where I really tapped into God, and in that three seconds I told you I had to show up for my mom was the almost the most electrifying three seconds I felt in my life, because in that moment I felt like I had a purpose. I knew in that moment I was going to be okay, and every part of my being I said, yeah, <laughs> Finally, I was like, finally, I knew I wasn't just supposed to be a volleyball coach. God, you want me to beat cancer and you want the world to know how I did it so that people never give up in life. Like, I know why you gave this to me because I was so athletic. I was so about healthy eating and everything. So in the moment, I was like, this is just God giving me a testimony. And I really believed it. I really did. So um, we did six weeks of chemotherapy. And um, I was getting sick. I, I lost all my hair. It seemed to still be aggressive. And at that point, I remember, you know, thinking, well, what does God want me to do? And I remember I decided I know what God wants me to do. God doesn't want me to do the regular medicine. There's someone suffering out there doing chemotherapy. There's someone suffering out there doing um, radiation. There's someone suffering doing um, having multiple surgeries. And I actually happened to meet a girl. Her name was Nina. Very special to me who had braid cancer and she was suffering doing all that. And I saw it. She was doing anything that would throw her away, any trial, anything. And I said, I have to risk my life and show people that medicine isn't the only answer. I have to somehow do something different. So people know that there's answers out there. And it's not only like, you know, your body better than these doctors. So I decided 
to completely go holistic. I was like, I'm trusting you, God. I'm going to run with this feeling I feel in my chest. And it's telling me to cut off chemotherapy, cut off, don't do radiation, don't do anything. So after six weeks, I sat my parents down. I said, I'm not doing chemotherapy. I'm not doing anything. I am going to Arizona. I'm going to Colorado. And I'm spending time with a shaman, a spiritual healer. I'm going to um, drink some juices. And I'm going to be, I'm not going back cancer free, okay? I just need three months. And they looked at me and said, are you kidding me? Are you nuts? Are you out of your mind? And I said, I may be, but if I'm going to die, it's going to be this way. And I know God wants me to do this. So we're going to fast forward. All that costs money. And like I said, my mom's a single mom. My dad is um, married, but he's a, you know, he's still middle class. You know, he's working very hard and they don't have that, you know, they have just enough to get me my treatment and everything. And I saw that my mom had to actually lose her job to take care of me full time. And I just didn't want that anymore, you know? So my friends actually put together, I used to tell people stay beautiful. Um, and we put a fundraiser together. And the girl that I met with the brain tumor, God bless her, rest in peace. Um, she believed in my cause so much. She donated $6,000 to the stay beautiful fundraiser. And we sold that amount of bracelets that said stay beautiful on it. And that $6,000 got me to Colorado, got me to Arizona with the shaman. And we'll just go long story short. I told myself every day I had, I didn't have cancer. I spoke with the Lord. I journaled. I, um, I did a lot of spiritual healing. I disconnected from electronics. I disconnected even from the people I loved for a little bit. I disconnected and just reconnected with my soul, spirit, and God. And I tell you three months after that, um, I had a PET scan and I was cancer free, a hundred percent cancer free, no stage two, no stage one cancer was no longer in my body. And I don't want to go too much into the detailed process. We'll do that one day in my in my book about what I did. But um, God bless me in her soul. She unfortunately months later passed. But I always remember that she got to hear the good news that I was cancer free before she passed. And um, she changed my life forever. But in the circumstance of the long story short, I had no idea that I would get sick. And I had no idea how I was not going to be sick anymore, but I trusted the process of the universe. And there was fear from my mom, my dad of losing me. Um, there was fear from my friends. And I decided that it was my life and I can't live it based on their fear of me or what they want for me. I have to believe that God wants the most for me. And I have to just let, he will never take me somewhere I'm not supposed to go. And even if it hurts, then it's a part of the plan. So that's just one miracle in my life of many he's done. And I'm to this day still cancer free. So my trying spirit applies that and tries to apply it with many things in my life. So hopefully that answers the question. <laughs> just a, a, an incredible, incredible story. I was treated. Shout out to the seven-year-old. I don't know his name at the lemonade stand. I was at Smilo's um, in New Haven on a college center and I remember that it wasn't easy you know I lost my hair and and I was crying because I, I just broke the news that um I wasn't doing the therapy anymore and I was scared of course so I went to the room and I broke down at at the break room and little did I know this break room is only for seven-year-olds and six-year-olds whatever and this little kid comes in and he looks at me and he goes it's okay and I said I'm like Okay, and, you know, I, I felt embarrassed. I was crying because that's me. He touches my bald head, and he has a bald head. And he goes, it's just hair. It's going to grow back. He's like, I'm selling lemonade. Would you like some? And I saw in that moment, I saw such tenacity in this kid's 
spirit. I was like, holy crap. Like, like this kid just touched me. He told me to smile and that it's okay. And I just want to tell anyone who is ever, you know, it doesn't have to be cancer. It, it could be maybe getting surgery on your foot. It could be maybe a mental crisis. It could be a breakup. It could be poverty. But I'm telling you, you have to show up for yourself. And like, as quick as you, you know, Duke, if you give me a phone call, if I give you, you reach out to me and say, hey, listen, I need a friend right now. I'm going through hell. I'm going to show up. To, we show up for everyone else all the time. I'm going to be there for you. What do you need? You need snacks? You need medicine? I'll give you the ride. But when we're in the distress ourselves, we freaking pause and we forget how to show up for ourselves. And that's number one. It's like sometimes it's hard to show up for yourself, but just know like whether you believe in God or not, if you show up for yourself because you believe in the Lord, he's showing up for you. If you don't believe in the Lord, that's fine. Show up for yourself though and be open and you will get to the other side. But if you don't show up for yourself, you will stay exactly where you are. And I know it sucks. I know it hurts. I know it's hard. But show up for yourself the same way you would for your neighbor, the person you love the most. And you'll be okay. I promise you. I promise you. You know something, Tiffany? This is this is just such great positive energy right now. <laughs> what is the best way that anyone listening can keep up with you, especially folks who, who may want to uh, bring you in? You know, whether it's for uh, wrestling opportunities or even for speaking opportunities, because you're someone I feel like folk would want to to book to come in and 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 speak to their locker rooms or their staff or, or what have you here. You just you, you have <laughs> such a great story and such great energy. What's the yeah. best way people can reach out and, and keep up with you? Dude, listen, this energy was all brought for your birthday. Don't expect it every time. <laughs> um they could reach me um, Twitter. I like to stay up to date for everyone there. You can reach me at Tiffany Nieves underscore or even Instagram. Honestly, um, I post a lot of my journey on Instagram and that's also Tiffany Nieves underscore. Um, very accessible there. I, I love to um, respond. I, I, I am someone who's very familiar with the unseen box. I love responding to everyone that I can get the opportunity to for sure. Because they, I learned from them and it's vice versa. The energy circles all around. So if you want to reach out to me, please feel free to send me a message because I will see it. I will read it. I may not respond right away, but I will respond. I, I promise you that. Yeah, that's everybody except for you, you, you weirdo freaks out there. Not <laughs> you guys. Don't don't do that. Don't be asking for pictures of Tiffany's elbow or something ridiculous. All right. I'm just please putting don't, that please out don't there. Do that. <laughs> Because I know the block button, too. Listen, I don't want to have to do it, but I'll do it. I don't want to, but. That's right. That's right. Well, listen, before I let you go, Tiffany, I got to ask this because, you know, one thing about the Duke, of course, I love my God, but I also love my food. And I know, okay, because I've done my research, I know that you know how to cook. So for my birthday. If if you were going to whip something up, what is like your your one dish that you can make and say, hey, Duke, happy birthday. Here's your meal. And it will just knock me away. Okay, so who told you I could cook is what I want to know. Who lied? Who lied? Listen, I've been I I did my research a long time ago. I know I know the real story. Don't try to hide now. You know, I'm more of a, a lunch and dinner person, not so much breakfast. I, I go light in, it, it early in the day, but once I hit about four or five o'clock, I like to have a real meal. Okay. Well, all right. For, we're going to do a nice dinner. 
So I'm going to get you real nice with some lovely scallops. Please tell me you love seafood. If you don't, I'm eating it all to myself. Listen, I'm we're in Boston. Have... Of course I love seafood. Oh, I love scallops. Of course. Guys, we're going to give you a, a beautiful, nice asparagus scallop with a juicy steak. That's what we're going to get you with some potatoes. Not out of the bag either. We're going to we're gonna do it from scratch and peel it. How, how does that sound? And it's your birthday, so we may throw in a filet steak. You know, I can't get you the Wagyu, but we'll do the filet. You know, that will do. How does that sound? It, it sounds like uh, you've worked in some kind of fancy restaurant or something like that. This doesn't sound like home cooking to me. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot. I, I've had my fair share in the restaurant behind the scenes and on the table. I've worked my way to the other side, thankfully. <laughs> This is awesome. Well, listen, Tiffany, again, you're, you're inspirational. You got great energy. Um, I, I am terrified of you because I've seen what you do in the ring and I don't want to get on your bad side here. And of course, you definitely you, don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want those problems here. So all I'll say to you is thank you for being who you are. And thank oh. you so much for sharing your story today. Dude, thank you for sharing your birthday with me. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm Harry Burkett, senior writer with Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And I'm Kevin McElbaney, editor-in-chief of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Duke Love Wrestling. What a fun conversation there with indie wrestling sensation Tiffany Nieves and Listen, I didn't know she was going to call, man. So that was really, really cool. Just the fact that she spent so much time telling her life story. So inspirational. And that's what it's about, man. International Duke Day is a celebration of you. You know, really all the people, whether you are wrestlers, whether you are fellow podcasters and other media types, whether you are just listeners of the show. I mean, this is a celebration of all of us here, this community that we continue to, to build and grow together. So that's fun, you know. And speaking of which, let's just really dig into some more of these here. I'm going to go straight to the voicemail box. All right. Now, if the phone rings again, I'll definitely pick up. But let's go straight to the voicemail box and let's see what we have here. Oh, boy. Here we go. Hey, Duke, how are you? Happy 39th birthday. I just got back from I don't know where I was. I think it was New York. So, Brian and I want to wish you happy birthday. Happy birthday, Duke. You know, how awesome is that right there? That is, you know, that's my sister and my brother, my two brothers there. So, we have Thunder Rosa, a.k.a. La Mira Mira, the best of the best AEW star you know, the, the head honcho over there at Mission Pro Wrestling. That's also her fantastic husband, Brian. I mean, truly, that's my brother right there. Got a lot of love for, for Thunder and Brian. And, you know, Brian is, is a he's a guy that I can call at any point. And, you know, we talk about wrestling. We talk about life. It's just that's my brother right there, man. And also you hear, and this is for the first time ever, Drago. 
Okay, so that is their dog, Drago. Beautiful, beautiful dog. You got to check it out on uh, Thunder Rosa's social media or Brian's social media, whether it be Twitter or, or Instagram, Facebook, you name it. But um, the whole family there, so to speak, they're all, all was missing was uh, Anakin. And let me tell you something. They got a huge event coming up on December 11th, Saturday, December 11th. So that is the day before my birthday. Mission Pro Wrestling. You definitely got to go to Title Match Wrestling Network. Got to check out Mission Pro Wrestling on Saturday. I believe the start time is uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't quote me on that. It might be 9 p.m. Eastern. But please, head over to Title Match Wrestling Network just to get the full details. You got to check it out. Thunder Rosa and her son, Anakin are in a tag team match together, and this is Anakin's first match ever. So you better watch yourself, Cody Rhodes, okay? There is a new son of wrestling in town, okay? And his name is Anakin Rosa. I'm just going to put that out there right there. But once again, shout out Brian, shout out Thunder, shout out Drago. Really appreciate the happy birthday wishes. And you went easy on me. So, you know, hopefully it stays this way. In fact, let, let's jump into the next one here. Well, well, well. It's the Black Nature Boy, Scoot Andrews. And I had to call in just to say happy birthday to my good friend and a hell of a guy. Duke loves wrestling. Duke, have a great day and party like the Black Nature Boy, baby. Woo! I mean, what more is there to say than that? We're talking about the Black Nature Boy, Scoot Andrews. Another just fantastic, fantastic person that I'm so blessed and so honored to not only call my friend, but my brother right there. Man, I, I was such a huge fan of Scoot Andrews. Still am. Still am a, a huge fan of, of Scoot Andrews. And it was such a, a blessing and an honor to be able to eventually become acquainted with Scoot. You know, not just as a fan, but somebody who... You know, we can we can talk as friends, we could talk as as two guys who have a love not only for pro wrestling, but for sports, talk about life. Just a really, really good dude. You know, Scoot is one of those guys that I swear if he was just breaking into the business, you know, within the past five years, he'd be on top. He'd be the biggest star in the game. He was part of that whole indie revolution that happened um, in the late 90s going into the early 2000s. So so when you think about like um, the ECWA Super 8 tournament, think about that. Scoot Andrews was all over that, man. He just he, he was a guy who was a mainstay. He was at the first Ring of Honor show. That was actually the, the first time that I saw Scoot wrestle live. Uh, but he's had them all. He's wrestled them all. He's helped guys like Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Bryan Danielson, uh, AJ Styles, you name it. You name it, some of the top stars in the industry today, Scoot Andrews has not only wrestled them, but he's helped them in their careers by just being a good veteran for them. So I got a lot of time for Scoot Andrews, despite the fact that he is a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. And we know I'm not a big uh, <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars guy. I like, to, I like to needle Scoot a little bit about that. But that's his team, man. And he sticks with them through and through. And I got to respect that. So thank you, Black Nature Boy, Scoot Andrews. You are a gentleman and a scholar, my brother. Okay, let, let's keep this energy going, baby. Who's next? Hey, hey, it's Vicky V, the TWE Texas Women's Champ, here to wish a very happy birthday to 
the not so big, not so bad, not so tall, Duke. Hope your old man Bones can take what you got coming to you. My gift to you is going to be one of my big slam power bombs. And after you're done crying, I'll take you out for some cake. How does that sound? How does that sound? That sounds terrifying. I, I can't believe Vicky V, after all we've been through together, she is the Texas women's champion. Okay, legitimately, she is on top of the world in the entire state of Texas. And here she is threatening to give me some kind of slam power bomb. I don't know what it is, but it sounds like it's going to hurt my old man bones. Well, my old man bones don't want anything to do with Vicky V. I'm running away. I'm not sticking around, not even for cake. I'm, I'm, I'm so terrified right here. I'm getting choked up. Oh, my goodness. Okay, okay. Let me let me move on to the next one here because, oh, we, we're already – everything was going smooth until uh, Vicky V decided to jump in here. He's your duke to be, a duke to be forever. A duke who do whatever. His name is Duke Bennett. He'll get off up in it if you desire. Happy birthday to the Royal Highness himself, Duke Bennett. Love you, bruh. Let me tell you something right now. That is the absolute best that is the greatest song i have ever heard in my life the voice of an angel right there we are talking about our man reed okay sean reed we are talking about the black burt sugar the the mma the the combat sports analyst the man that knows boxing he knows wrestling he knows mma he knows football he knows everything okay and did you hear that I think we need to put that on the billboard charts. It's going to sell millions and millions of copies. Watch yourself, Drake. Watch yourself, Beyonce. Everybody. Taylor Swift, you got nothing on my man Reed. What what a voice. Oh, my goodness. And what a great song. In fact, you know what? We're going to have Reed back on the show next week because a, a top hit like that my goodness. You know what I mean? I, I got to make sure I get him back on here because he is about to blow up huge with such a lovely song dedicated to a very special person in the world, the Duke. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we have next here. So 1212 is National Duke Day. What kind of fuckery and foolishness is this? Duke, you and your man, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, need to tighten up. But since everybody has to live in a dream at least once in their life, I'm wishing you a very happy, fun-filled day. But now, Duke, all jokes aside, happy birthday from your favorite group, Peeker. Okay, that was definitely Beatrice. And, and let me tell you something, folks. I am terrified of Beatrice because she is known for taking people down and busting them up. Okay. She is serious business. In fact, you know, when you see those, those movies where you have, um, 
these folks who just bust out all this kind of karate and hand-to-hand combat and what have you. That's Beatrice in real life, okay? So don't let the sweet voice fool you. So because of that, I'm not going to say a word (laughs) about some of the fresh things she just said about me. I am just going to be very, very careful and maintain my streak of not being put in some kind of... You know what I mean? Some kind of hold, some kind of headlock, some kind of I don't know what because she would do some of that stuff. Boop, 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 boop. You know, some of that stuff there. But shout out to Beatrice. I, you know, whatever you say, B, you're you're in charge here. Whatever you say. OK, oh, we got another one here. Hello, Duke. Thank you for adding me onto the podcast today. Just to send this special message to you because it's your birthday you know what i'm saying um i wish i would have known you were a fire sign i should have known but i don't know why it just never slipped my mind but happy birthday to the sag king you know um vince mcmahon's best friend i hope you have a wonderful day um and yeah happy birthday how old are you gonna be don't answer that i know you've been here since the dinosaurs have roamed the earth You know, she started off so well, and then she just decided that she had to end fresh. That is a Kia, okay? And let me tell you something. I am Uncle Duke to a Kia, all right? Now, technically speaking, that is uh, Beatrice's daughter. So look at that. That's a one-two punch. No no wonder they came in back-to-back. And I got to tell you, for, for a Kia to sit there, First of all, she acknowledged the fact that Vincent Kennedy McMahon is my good friend, which is a fact. Okay, we all know this. But for Kia to sit there and say I'm older than dirt, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. And she has a bun in the oven, by the way. And I've already decided that that kid is going to be a Yankees fan. That kid is going to be a Dallas Cowboys fan. That kid is going to be a Montreal Canadiens fan. Okay, because Uncle Duke will not have it any other way and I am going to let that kid know as soon as they pop out how fresh their grandmother and their mother is okay I'm just gonna put that out there right now calling me older than dirt come on listen I'm in my prime Jack okay the Duke's in his prime Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Sir Wilkins of the Jabba Tears Podcast, and I hope all is well. Happy, 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 happy birthday, Duke. I hope you have a great birthday. Get your ass to the gym because you need to. But Love you, bro. Happy birthday once again. What the heck is going on here? You know, it's, <laughs> Sir Wilkins, uh, E2 Wilkins, you know, instead of E2 Brudai. I, I can't believe this. You know, Sir Wilkins is one of my guys, man, and I'm a huge fan of Jabba Tears. That is a fantastic podcast that I encourage everyone to check out. But, and you know, Sir Wilkins, I understand you're a personal trainer. You're a wrestler. You're a commentator, you're a backstage interviewer, you're an international man of mystery. But just because you got all these big muscles all puffed up and what have you flexing on them, that doesn't mean that you got to tell me that I need to get into the gym, even though I I definitely need to get into the gym. But Sir Wilkins, how dare you? Okay, I'm going to put a bounty on Sir Wilkins head. I'm going to find somebody, okay, who is not afraid of Sir Wilkins and his big puffed up muscles. And we're going to get this straightened out because no one talks to the Duke like this. All right. I understand that this is supposed to be all fun and games, but Sir Wilkins, you went too far there by telling me that I need to get back into the gym, even though it's true, but that's not the point. Okay. That's not the point. My goodness. Happy national Duke day to the man, the myth, the legend, the Duke. Now, that's more like it, okay? That's Frank's wife, Sue. 
And you can tell she has that wonderful New England accent. Okay, that's the real stuff right there. That's the good stuff. My cousin Frank, that is his wife Sue, and she's a thumbbreaker. So I think I may have to get Frank's wife Sue to settle some of these folks who, who have been, you know, They've kind of gone a little too far here on this International Duke Day with some of the things that they've saying. Okay, I think Frank's wife, Sue, has to show them how we do things here in New England, Jack. All right. Just put that out there. I'm just letting folks know. I'm not saying that Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishies, but I'm saying Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishies. You know what I mean by that. Duke, this is Coach Davis with Westside Pro Wrestling Club. Just want to send a quick message, tell you happy birthday and how much we love the show, how much we appreciate you and everything you do. Uh, hope you have a wonderful and blessed Christmas and a great new year. Thanks, boss. You know, that's my guy right there, Coach Dustin Davis. Okay, he is a teacher, athletics coach, and he also created the uh, West Middle School Pro Wrestling Club. And it's just fantastic. I mean, these kids can come in after school, sit down, and they can watch uh, video and what have you, pro wrestling. They can talk about pro wrestling. And even better, wrestlers will actually Zoom call in to talk to the kids and encourage them, you know, stay in school, get your homework done, do the right things in life. It's just such a fantastic thing. You know, these folks I've been supporting for a number of years now and will continue to do so because I believe in the mission that Coach Davis is carrying out there with these kids in that pro wrestling club. So if you get a chance, check out the West Middle School Pro Wrestling Club on Twitter. I'm always interacting with them. I'll send you their Addy there so you can definitely start following them. And especially you pro wrestlers, if you want to speak to the kids and give them some encouragement, I know it would be wonderful. And that's, that's what it's all about. Let's continue to spread the fandom. Let's continue to... Be positive, shining lights for these kids. So again, shout out to Coach Davis and all the kids over there at West Middle School. I appreciate you. Happy birthday, Duke. I hope that no matter what year you're celebrating for this year, that it is a fantastic one filled with love and light. Thank you so much for your support. And also, especially thank you for cheering me on during Mission Pro Week and for everything that I've been doing with Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Your help does not go unnoticed, and I really appreciate you for that. Have a wonderful and fantastic birthday. I hope that all of your wishes come true, and cheers to many more. Impressive. That is the queen of the interviews, okay? Candice Cordelia Smith of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. She is just so talented. She Right now, she's in the middle of doing a Mission Pro Wrestling series of interviews. You know, they called it Mission Pro Wrestling Week, which is pretty cool. But Candace is just knocking them out of the park. I mean, she's interviewing everybody and doing such a great job doing so. But I got to be honest here, Candace. You are not going to butter me up now on International Duke Day and think that everything is sweet because it's not. And I'm going to tell you why. You, All of you over there at Pro Wrestling Illustrated have just been completely ridiculous with the rankings this year, okay? You've been completely ridiculous. You, you, you're you putting people like the Young Bucks as the best tag team on the planet. 
Are you kidding me right now? That is so ridiculous, Candace. And I blame you 100%. I blame Harry Burkett. I blame Kevin McIlvaney. But, you know, those guys, I've come to expect nonsense from them. I don't understand how Candace Cordelia Smith, literally the, the queen of interviews, okay, could make mistakes like this. All right. You had that young lady who, you know, I, I don't even remember what her name was, but she's ranked number two. And the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Women's 150, are you kidding me right now? Okay, not Thunder Rosa, not Sasha Banks, not Bailey. This, whatever the young lady's name is, who you guys claim is the number two women's wrestler on the planet today. What? We got problems. I'm just going to tell you that right now. We have major, major problems. Okay, I'm not even going to talk about who is number one. And the PWI 500, because if I start talking about it, I'm just going to get frustrated. I'm going to have the worst birthday ever. All I have to say is Candace Cordelia Smith, that was a nice, sweet message, but I see right through you. You're not getting away with it. You and your cronies over there, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, when I see you, you're in big trouble. That's all I'm going to say. I'm putting a bounty on your heads, too. We got to straighten this out. We're going to make sure that Pro Wrestling Illustrated understands that when it comes to the rankings, okay, I don't care which rankings they are, you're only supposed to rank the people at the top that the Duke says you're supposed to rank at the top. Those are the rules. I don't make the rules. Those are, that's the law. Okay, I'm just going to put that out there right now. Thank you, Candace Cordelia Smith, but I see right through you and Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Yo, Duke, it's Adam from uh, Foundation Radio. Listen, man, um, are you are you telling people that we're friends, like that we're friends in real life? Because it's just like you you just you just catch a lot of heat, you know, like you get a lot of you, you get a lot of attention, like like not for the right reason. I just I just don't need anybody. I don't need anybody cramping my style right now, you know. And I am uh, I'm a little concerned. Happy birthday, for sure. Like, happy birthday. Like, c- completely. But, like, you just stop stop tweeting. Stop p- telling people that we're, that we're friends. I would, I would I'd really appreciate that. So, um, yeah, happy birthday. Totally, you know. And I guess at some point I'll have my people call, call your people. And we'll, uh, you know, maybe we'll, we'll link up at some point. But, you know, if you could just do me, do me a big favor. Big, big favor for your birthday. So, thanks. Peace. What the heck was that? <laughs> what was that? Hold on a second here, Adam, from Foundation Radio. I thought we were friends. I can't tell people we're friends now because you're afraid of the heat? What's going on here? What? what it's, you know, I don't know, man. These, these people are switching up these days. It's, it's very strange, okay? You know something, Adam? No. My, my answer to you, is, to your request, is denied. I'm going to tell everyone we're friends. I'm going to tell everyone we're best friends. I'm going to tell everyone that we're such best friends that we have a secret handshake, okay, that we dress alike, okay? I'm Listen, I'm going to tell people we are such best friends that we know what the other person is thinking as if we were twins, all right? If I get canceled, you get canceled, pal. That's the way it works. The nerve of this guy. Hey, Duke, this is the infamous conscious black conservative, the activist OB Tynes, and I hear it is your birthday, but there's a, there's a few little things I had to get off my chest before 
before I put the niceties in here, uh, you you always have something against me and my uh, factual commentary on all social media platforms. And you know as good and well as I do that a lot of people just don't like me because of that. And I don't I don't like you siding with these with these these folk like they like they may be skin folk, but they ain't kin folk. And 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 you siding with this black wrestling draws hashtag. I just I, I can't get with it because every single time we see these awful, dreadfully awful black wrestlers, they always have some type of damn excuse every time they botch a move or anything. It's it's because of the of the, of the racism. It's because the we, we feel so racist in America that that all because we botch a move, they hate me because I'm black. No, no, we hate you. Because you suck in the ring. That's why we hate you. That's why the Black Wrestling Draws hashtag is dead. Because you ruined it. All of y'all black wrestlers. And Duke, you should not be associated with them. I told you time and time again, leave those people alone. But in all seriousness, Duke, love you. Uh, I love what you're doing. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Keep telling folks out here. Keep challenging people's minds out here because you are one of the last real black folks we have out here in the wrestling space and the social media space in general. So uh, happy, happy birthday, Duke, and many, many, many more. You know, I, I, w- I had a great streak going. It's been about six weeks since the last time any of the wokesters uh, threatened to cancel me. And I swear that with with that voice message, the activist OB Tynes, uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to get canceled for this. So thank you very much, OB. What a birthday gift you just gave me. Just when the wokesters were finally letting up and they were going to let me back in, you you just say all of these things, and I know they're going to be upset with me about this now. Thanks a lot, OB. You just got me canceled on my birthday. I can't stay out of trouble with friends like you, man. This is just incredible. Want to give a birthday shout out to my boy, Duke Bennett. Getting ready to welcome you to the club in about a year or so. Uh, just want to say uh, great to be a part of the show. Great to be a part of uh, your everyday Duke Loves Wrestling crew. And I hope you enjoy your day. I hope uh, it's filled with a little bit of Bonchon chicken, which I know you love. And uh, keep fighting the good fight, my man. Happy birthday, Duke Bennett. Now we're talking, okay? Another New Englander there. That's my man, Danny G. That's my man. I got to get him back on the show soon. I love when I'm talking to Danny G. He is so hilarious, knows his wrestling, is not afraid to tell it like it is. And he's absolutely right. I love Bon Chan. That is Korean fried chicken. Fried hard as hell. That's right. Uh, delicious stuff there. If you've never tried Bon Chan, I encourage you to do so. Get the soy garlic wings. Just ask them not to make it too spicy. But trust me. It is delicious. So, of course, Danny G, he knows. He knows how the Duke gets down. That's good stuff there. Thank you, Danny G. And, you know, Danny's been hanging out with some hot chick lately. And, you know, I like Danny. You know, we're friends, and and he's a cool guy and everything like that. But I I had to let Danny know 
clean it up. Okay, you know, as they said in Goodfellas, you got to go home. You got to go home, Henry. We can't have this, Henry. Okay, you've been hanging out with this hot chick. You know, he showed me a couple of pictures at some events. She's wearing this lovely dress. She's got a big smile. But, you know, Danny, Danny G, you're married. I don't know if your wife would appreciate you hanging out with these hot chicks or this hot chick in particular. Okay, clean it up, Danny G. That's all I'm going to say here. Hey, Duke. This is your friend, Chris Bournet, with a birthday shout-out. I'm the writer and director of the documentary Lady Wrestler, and I want to thank you for all the work and support you've given to that project to help bring awareness to these trailblazing black women who integrated pro wrestling in the 1950s. And thank you as well for your personal friendship and support of me. I just want to wish you a prosperous 2022, a happy birthday, and in the immortal words of Stevie Wonder, Happy birthday to you, and I try to sing, but I don't want to ruin your birthday. Happy birthday, my brother. That was Chris Bortnay. I got a lot of time for that man. Fantastic filmmaker, fantastic writer, huge fan of Prince, and overall just a great dude to talk to. I, I love talking about life and just experiences and family history and the whole nine yards there including wrestling and including some of the uh, classic wrestlers like you see in his documentary film Lady Wrestler, which I encourage everyone to check out. Definitely seek it out. But Chris Chris is just, if you find a nicer person on this planet, a person nicer than Chris Bournet, then let me know because I don't think they exist. Like legitimately, that is as quality a human being as you will ever interact with. He's just fantastic. So thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate you, bro. Hi there, Duke. It's Lindsay. I wanted to wish you a very happy birthday from the Go Hard Life Twins. Uh, We appreciate all the love and support that you've given us through our wrestling career and through life. I hope you had the best birthday ever. You know, that's one of my favorite people right there, Lindsay. One half of the Go Hard Life Twins. You know, she has her sister, Laurie, and these two, they mean business, okay? And what's interesting about them is that they work in the medical field, so they can beat you up, and then they can put you back together again, which I love, okay? In fact, I'm going to have them help me settle some of these these problems that I have, especially with some of you who left some messages for International Duke Day this year, because you all have kind of been showing your tails a little bit. So we are going to have Lindsay and Laurie, the Go Hard Life Twins, settle all family business for me. And after they break you, we'll decide if I'll have them put you back together again. Duke, what's up? Happy birthday, my guy. Appreciate you for having this wrestling group. I love wrestling. Duke love wrestling. Happy birthday, my G. Jonathan Holloman, ATL. Well, first and foremost, shout out to Jonathan. That's my man right there. Really, really good brother right there. Someone that has been supportive for for a number of years of the entire uh, Duke Loves Wrestling brand. He's part of Duke's wrestling crew. It's a private group of some of my favorite wrestlers and listeners and and content creators. You know, it's a place where we can bounce ideas off each other and and discuss everything going on in pro wrestling. So it's really cool. But I got to say, though, you know, Jonathan, um, you're from ATL. And you you ended that halfway, 
I got to say, Jonathan, you know, I got I to gotta say this now, bro, because this is for the world here. You said ATL, but you didn't say it all the way. It's not just ATL. It's ATL, ho, ATL, ho. Listen, I know, okay, I'm the Duke, international Duke. I'm, I'm all over the place here, so I know what, what the things are, okay? And that's old school. So, Jonathan, uh, you know, maybe next year you, you'll, you'll get it right, but it's, it's not just ATL. It's supposed to be ATL, ho. That's right, that's right. Hey Duke, this is Nick, founder of River City Wrestling Con. Just wanted to call in real quick and wish you a happy birthday. I appreciate all of your help and support through the years. But I also need to let you know, due to your controversial opinions on Tony Khan and the state of AEW, I simply cannot invite you to come June 11th and 12th, 2022 to our next River City Wrestling Con event. I don't believe the crowd is ready to handle such intense passionate discussions about the state of wrestling right now and with tony khan having such a high influence here i don't think it'll be a good mix for you but anyway still wishing you happy birthday sending you all my support but please don't show up june 11th and 12th 2022 and here we go again another one who's switching up okay i can't believe nick from the river city wrestling convention River City Wrestling Con, legitimately the best pro wrestling convention going today. All right. Here I am, you know, the Duke. I was going to be celebrating big time 2022. Hopefully everyone will be all vaccinated and everything, you know, boosted up. I was going to show out. I was going to wear a Ric Flair robe. You know what I mean? I was going to, you know, grow out the beard and the hair and be woo all over the place. I mean, I was going to do it big. At the River City Wrestling Con in 2022, I cannot believe that I have just been disinvited from the River City Wrestling Con. And once again, here we go. Tony Khan, Anthony, TK, billionaire Tony. He's using his influence. He's using his 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 billions. He's using that that ridiculous uh, ability to get people to do the things that he wants. Here we go again. You're costing me something. Okay, Tony Khan, I blame you for getting the Duke disinvited from the River City Wrestling Con in 2022. This is just ridiculous. Okay, Tony Khan, you're not going to get away with this. Hey, what's up, man? So, yeah, the birthday coming up. So I just want to say happy birthday to you, man. I know you good man out here. Uh, streets love what you're doing for the podcast, for the uh, rest community. You're one of the good ones out here, man. So, I say, man, just happy birthday. Keep going, man. And hopefully see another one next year, man. That's my man, JB. JB is such a good dude. Big fan of JB. Such a supportive listener. Someone who's always involved in everything that Duke Loves Wrestling has going on. And, you know, he's been on the show a couple of times. You know, we always have our discussion about whether or not you dip your chicken wings. OK, because I'm a dipper. Everybody knows the Duke's a dipper. I like to have my barbecue sauce. I like to have my ranch dipping sauce. Sometimes I make a nice soy, honey, garlic with a dash of ginger sauce. I like to dip. OK, and JB, sometimes he dips, sometimes he doesn't dip. I mean, I don't know, man. You know, he's just, it depends on the way the wind blows on that day. But the Duke is a dipper. OK, that's the way I get down. But anyways, JB, he is salt of the earth, just a great, great person. I have a lot of time for JB, and I really, really appreciate that dude and his friendship. 
That's a good guy right there, man. That's a good guy. And that does it for now. There's more in the inbox, but I think I need to screen some of these. So I might hold off until next week to play any more of these voice messages because some of you out there, unlike JB, some of you out there, and I'm looking at you, Adam from Foundation Radio. I'm looking at you, Nick from River City Wrestling Con. I'm even looking at you, Candice Cordelia. Okay, from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Some of you have kind of taken advantage of having an open mic for International Duke Day, and you kind of went a little too far with some of the things that you've been insinuating and you've been saying directly here. Vicky V, the Texas Women's World Champion here. Okay, I'm just I'm just putting that out there. I'm just putting it out there. So I'm going to have to screen the rest of these, and maybe next week I'll play some more. All right? But anyway... I want to say to all of you, I am so blessed and so appreciative of all of the the love and support that you have shown me through the years. And I'll tell you, I wake up every single day and the first thing that comes to my mind is how can I help someone? That is just, I know that I was born to help others. It is a philosophy that I believe in. It's a philosophy that I I try to live up to every single day of my life. And I'll tell you right now, it's amazing because you all help me every single day. The fact that we have this, this thing, this pro wrestling that we can talk about, we can get lost in, we can focus on, you know, to help us kind of make sense of the rest of the world. Because life can be a drag at times, right? Life can definitely be fantastic but it can also be life can be fantastic but it can also be challenging so to have something like pro wrestling like like mma like anything related to combat sports to have something that we all can discuss and obsess over and argue about and have a good time and watch together it's just fantastic and it means the world to me to be able to share these experiences with all of you. I really appreciate you. And I want to say something to everyone, especially the young people out there listening, because we do have a a pretty nice collection of of, uh, young listeners as well. 1212, I'm I'm turning 39 years old, right? Which is just incredible. It's incredible. There's a lot of folks who, you know, unfortunately they won't make it to C39 or have not made it to C39. So I'm blessed to be able to get that far in life and, and, you know, there's no end in sight, so to speak. If I can tell you anything that I've learned in 39 years on this planet, I'll tell you this. No matter what happens in life, no matter what mistakes you've made, no matter how bad it gets, you have an opportunity to make it all better tomorrow. You have an opportunity to start over. You have an opportunity to be your best self tomorrow if it just didn't work out today. There is very few things that you do in life that that's it. You know, you made the biggest mistake and you're done. There's always another act. Don't allow yourself to buy into this concept that a mistake today is the final act and your life is ruined because of it. No. We see it time and time again. Okay? 
Believe that you can be resilient. Believe that you can bounce back. Believe that you can make tomorrow better than whatever today was. And then most importantly, step into it. Like we said earlier with Tiffany, show up for yourself. It will happen. But you got to believe and you got to live that truth. 100%. That's what I've learned. You know, that's what I've learned. And it's, it's interesting because the biggest problems in the moment, when you look back on it, they turn out to be not so big. They turn out to be not so impossible to solve. And, and oftentimes, the misses in life, right? The things that you missed, you went for it, it didn't work out, you missed. Those turn out to be the best things to ever happen to you because you end up getting closer to what you should be hitting, right? It's like baseball, man. You know, hopefully you have far many more hits than you have misses. But regardless of how many hits that you have, make them count. You got to believe that you will experience the best that life has to offer. Okay, you got to believe that your best days are ahead of you, not behind you. That is my 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 words for everyone, especially you young folks out there. Seriously, once again, I truly appreciate you all. Thank you to everyone who took the time to send me messages, no matter how fresh they were. (laughs) I really, really feel blessed. and I thank you. All right. So till next week, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Happy International Duke Day to you all. And with that said, to the chagrin of Tony Khan. (laughs) I leave you with the voice of WCW, the voice of AEW, the voice of life. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.